This is Movie and a Beer, a podcast based in Portland, Oregon, where you can share in our discussion about movies and what beers go best with them. From classic cinema to the latest blockbuster, we all can use a little help figuring out what beers to enjoy in the theater or at home. So listen in and explore with us the vast world of ales and lagers to pair up with your movie experience. Hello and welcome to Movie and a Beer. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the movie Zombieland 2 Double Tap. I am one of your hosts, Dan Kopersky, and we have with us tonight... Resident zombie expert, Blake. And Randall. And Randall. A couple weeks ago, the three of us happened to uh, have some availability and went downtown Portland to Living Room Theaters. And it's a great place to go see a movie. It is their smaller theaters. They have about 45 to 50 people that fit in each of the small... Very cozy. It's, it's a living room theater. It, so it, it's a very small, not a big screen. It's really nice for certain films. I do appreciate it. We've seen a couple of films there that we've done reviews on. So this, yeah. I, I think it's going to be one of the places we'll frequent because they have a great tap selection. Amazing tap selection. And they also have bottles and cans. If you don't find anything on tap, they do have... It's a full bar and a full restaurant, so you they can have, take food with you into the theater. They have so, weak security, so you can sneak in your beer. Yes, they do. <laughs> I, they, they, it, I'm not condoning you sneak it in, but wink. We went on a Monday night, and surprisingly, the tickets were really cheap. If you're able to go on a weeknight, I'd highly recommend checking them out. They show first-run movies and yes. some art films, so you might be able to catch some really interesting things there. As far as Zombieland 2, uh, we were all three of us were really excited to go see it. Uh, you mean Zombieland 2, a double tap? Double tap, blah, yes. blah. I was excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been how many years? Ten years? Ten, Ten years. Yeah. They released wow. it, I think, on the anniversary of the first one, like the anniversary month. Doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was a very different world. Mm-hmm. Two thousand nine. Yes, it was. So th- this film does bring back all the four main characters: uh, Tallahassee, Columbus, Little Rock, and Wichita, or their professional names of Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Abigail Breslin, and Emma Stone. I think all four of them really enjoyed it. They've all aged gracefully. What little bit they did look like, you know, they. Th- they literally were wearing the same clothes that they ended the last movie with. So, yeah. really, was it 10 years? We don't know. But it, to me, it seemed like they were doing the exact same thing, looking the exact same. The only difference you could tell is that Abigail Breslin like, grew from like a child to 18. Yeah. Slash young adult. However old she is. And, and the movie actually deals with that mm-hmm. uh, directly and how she interacts and how they as a family or the family that they made interacts with each other. So... I, I think we all had high expectations of this going in, and I think all three of us were pretty thrilled about it. I love that it happened way after the big zombie rise of movies, like to the point where World War Z existed, and everyone was like, it's zombies, shrug. And then it kind of died down, and it's not like... I'm not sure what the monster is right now. I think superhero movies are kind of washing everything out like away, but this is a nice refresher for... Oh, yeah, zombies are fun. Zombies are definitely making a comeback, right? I guess. I mean, are they? The Walking Dead's got yeah. a reboot where it's the kids of the. Right. Maybe it's the low tide of monster movies right now. Maybe. Maybe. Just, you know. There are some obvious plot spoilers that we could give you with this film. Uh, it's been out for a few weeks. The cast does meet up with other human beings that are still alive and not zombies. They do have those in the previews, you do get yeah. to see them. The, uh, and there was a great trivia question asked it, uh, before we started was, uh, what was the name of the monster truck that's featured? And you do see it in the previews. Yes. 
And I believe you looked it up and it was Fat Death, which is quite funny and hilarious. That's a real good name. It's a good name for a monster truck. If, mm-hmm. I, if I had a monster truck, that would be a, a contender for names, for sure. And for those that uh, do go see the film, make sure you listen in to some of the dialogue because they oh, do God. drop hints and do discuss what happened in the first film or talk about events from the first film. And they actually, which is bizarre because it's 10 years later and you'd think they would have other things to talk about, but no, they don't. They, do, they don't world build a lot, which you don't really need to. This movie knows what it is. It's a ridiculous zombie movie with Woody Harrelson acting like a cowboy and the rest of the cast is there. I just really enjoyed Woody Harrelson. But they do, like, they break the fourth wall a little and they drop, like, a single line about, like, like how the power's still going. And I was like, that's, okay, good for you guys. Real quick, done. It's covered. So the a- naysayers were like, what is this thing or whatever? There's other stuff, obviously, that you're like, okay, not sure how that works, but, but it... Yeah, there's going to obviously be plot holes and Again, some yeah, questions. It's going to be a... It's a fun movie to watch for fun. Yeah. It's not It's not cinema. It's just a fun movie. It is just a fun movie, and yeah. I think we went in with that intent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I would say it's a film about... Uh, it's kind of about f- family values, right? Making up your own family values when the world goes to shit, you know? I think a lot of people can relate to to that today. You know, I think uh, families look a lot different in today's sort of world. It's really chaotic. The times we live in, pretty divided. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this this movie says, uh, "What would happen if um, your best friends were, you know, zombie killing maniacs like yourself? How would you How would you survive? How would you uh, keep the family together?" I'd have a a set of rules, or a oh uh, yes, or a oh man, what was it? So there were commandments. The commandments. The commandments. Yeah, I didn't want to say yes. constitutions, and that's not right. Yeah, no, they were commandments. So, yes, there's a you know fifty plus rules on um, one side of the group, and now for a short period in the film, you do interact with like a weird clone doppelgangers, <laughs> doppelgangers of two of the characters, and they have literally similar rule sets, but they're not quite the same. That meets a tragic end, as I'm sure you can guess. That's what happens when you live amongst zombies and you get attacked by them. Eventually you get bit and turned into one. So yeah, That's what happens when you're a minor actor in a zombie film. You're bound to become one or, or um, just die. Yeah. yeah. Get ed up. I think we all three really enjoyed the film. Yes. Uh, I would highly full... recommend it if you need a break from society and what's going on today and you don't want to watch TV go check out this film it definitely uh, left all of us smiling when we left the theater yeah uh, two two full signs way up yeah yeah I really think Mark Zuckerberg did a great job in this film <laughs> it's amazing he took time from uh, testifying in Congress to be in this movie yeah so and, and they do actually they, it's funny they poke fun at some of the things that we have in today's society. They kind of make jokes right, and jab at it a little bit, which is funny because you're like, I want to create this company where strangers will pick you up in their car. And they all, like, <laughs> crap all over it. And, it, and I realized, right, because the first movie took place at the same time that we were existing, and if there's been an apocalypse, they never invented Uber or Lyft or Postmates or any of that stuff. It was a better world. It kind of simpler, was. Simpler world. Simpler times. Easy prey. Yeah. Until now. Bum, bum, bum. When fake news was just news. What we'll move on to is talking about our beers here in mm-hmm. a moment. So if we do have any commercials to add in the future, this would be the location that they go. 
All right. Well, thank you for joining us again. Uh, we'll go ahead and discuss what beers we enjoyed while we watched uh, Zombieland 2 Double Tap. I can start off this time around. Uh, I had Portland's very own Upright Brewing's Oktoberfest Martzen Lager. Oktoberfest beers can be lighter or darker. They should have a pretty medium chew or body to them. Again, they don't have to be darker in color. They can be a lighter colored beer. But you have to make sure that you have a stronger hop, or I mean a, a stronger malt presence than a hop presence, but you still have to have a little bit of hops on the back. I've asked this a thousand times, and I will eventually know it. Remind me what chew means. The, the chew is going to be considered part of the mouthfeel. The mouthfeel is going to be how does the beer sit? Does it have, does it have a lot of effervescence? Is it real bubbly? Uh, and when you do drink it, I mean, there's obviously a difference between drinking a heavy stout and drinking a light pilsner. One's going to be crisp and thin and go down easy. The other, you're going to want to sip and linger a little bit. I, I'm so kind of so, you're going to say one's going to be thin and crispy, and the other's going to be the lager. I I really enjoyed. Uh, I had not had Upright's Martin Lager. Uh, it was kind of a copper color, nice kind of off color lacing and head, uh, mild sweetness on the front. The spice was there, uh, reminding me kind of a dried fruit thing. Up front, uh, had a little bit of sweetness with a kind of a dry leafy earthy back end which was really nice the acidity was just rightly balanced for a lager it should have a little bit of bite to it but martins tend to have a good balance between the amount of sweetness sugary or caramely sweetness that they have present with the amount of kind of acidic hops that you're going to catch on it so overall i really enjoyed it i, I had no problems with this beer anyway randall what did you have i had the sassy pony an american pale ale by Gigantic Brewing. Gigantic Brewing. Brewery, yeah. Uh, where are they based out of? Here in Portland, Oregon. Here in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. There's, there's breweries in Portland? Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a dry city, like Utah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the fortunate thing was the last time we had gone to see a film at Living Room, Sassy Pony was the beer that I had selected. So if you, That's right. if you listen to our podcast episode that covers Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that was the beer that I had selected for that film. I thought it was great. I thought it was, uh, you know, the zesty citrus notes here uh, that you've, you've noted. Um, you could definitely taste them. It was great for this film. It was just easy to drink. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And sassy like this film. Sassy like uh, Woody Harrelson. Which one was the sassy one? No, Emma Stone was the sassy one. Yeah, I think she was a little S- bit more sassy. She was more sassy. sassy. They're he- all kind of sassy, except for Mark Zuckerberg. He wasn't too sassy. Yeah, Eisenberg plays a uh, very chill, neurotic, I guess not chill, neurotic uh, character. Right, so this is definitely the Emma Stone beer of the, mm-hmm. of, of, the, of the three, I think. Which one would Woody Harrelson drink, probably? Which one did you have, Blake? Uh, I had the Russell, <laughs> Russell, Russell. <laughs> hazy Trail, 10-barrel hazy. New England style. Yes, New England style. <laughs> I, I totally know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Dan's uh, research and knowledge, we figured out what beer I had. Because when I ordered it, they said, yeah, uh, Timber Hazy. And I thought, they, have, they probably have one. It'd be fine. Dan's like, no, they have a bunch. Yeah. Cool. Well, whatever I had, it was great. <laughs> yeah. So, so link tip, if you are going to try to remember what beers you had, uh, check them in on Untapped, which is a great free app out there to mm-hmm. track what beers you drank and how you rate them. Or just call the theater after the fact if you don't remember, as we did. It, it, and you want right. to talk to the person that's pouring the beer because they will go look. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, if you're talking to the counter person that's taking tickets, they don't care. I'm going to call the projectionist and see what happens. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. 
No, I really liked it. It had like a nice little body to it. There's like personality there. And I had to fight to not like finish it during the trailer. So I, I was like, I want to enjoy this while I'm watching this movie. And I had some left for the bat, the first like 10, 15 minutes. And they kind of do the introductions and saying like, hey, we're still in zombie land. Here's the blah, 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 blah. Like it, it was tasted good. It, I feel like if I let made it last longer, it would have kind of transformed a little. That thing where like the beer like tastes a little different mm-hmm. when it gets warmer. Which the movie does too. I think it went really well with this movie. They complement each other well. Yeah, and the movie didn't nearly last as long as the last couple that we've seen. So I really didn't have a need to go get a second yeah. beer. You know, I was good with the one, just sipping on it as we went. I, I could have gotten another, but I chose to, you know, take my time and enjoy the one beer. Uh, and again, I remember if you do partake in the alcohol while you're watching a film to get some water and yeah. alternate, if you can remember to do that. Dan, Dan, why are hazy so popular right now? People, it's are, a, people are crazy for hazy. Uh, I'll see myself out. No, seriously, I feel like everywhere I go, it's it's hazy this and hazy it, that. It, they're all over the place. Kinda, I don't mind because yeah. I do like a hazy. They're good. They're good. But is there all more of than just flavor? There, there's beer trends that happen, and based on the popularity of that trend, they've been making New England style or hazy beer for a really long time. It just is a style that became very popular, and so hmm. thus. Now everyone on the East Coast started making them. It kind of filtered to the Midwest and then the West Coast. Once you have a style or a recipe that's kind of unique to the brewery because the hops that they use to make a New England style IPA aren't necessarily available to home brewers. They're like some more of the higher end experimental or expensive hops that you have to use a lot of hops when you make this type of beer. It's got a number of additions during the boil. Are, are the hops part of what makes it so hazy? Uh, yes and no. You can have I a win. New England style IPA that's not hazy. I have seen them and ah, have them before. Mm, cool. It is hazy because traditionally they would add a little bit of uh, lactose to it. So they would add oh, really? a milk derivative to make mm, it hazy. That's cool. Versus when you have a hazy beer that's not supposed to be hazy, you have different things that can cause that, such as chill haze or just not being filtered or using the correct kind of uh, additives to help the the material drop out Mm. that is suspended in the beer while it's doing its aging thing. Cool. Stuff is supposed to fall out, and if for whatever reason there's, you know, it it doesn't, you're going to have an unfiltered Mm. or hazy beer. As a homebrewer, I've run into the problem of some of the ingredients that I've used have just made it cloudy, and you just have to deal with mm-hmm. that. So, so that's not really a hazy if it's just cloudy. Correct. Okay. So that would be poor, the difference. Poor man's hazy beer. There yes. you go. So, so <laughs> throw, like, some, throw some milk in there. Let, let me... <laughs> so, so Hefeweizen would be a very good example. You can have an American-style, very clear mm-hmm. Hefeweizen, or a German-style, unfiltered, big, you know, cloudy, mm-hmm. you can't see through it. You know, that, that's the very easy example to draw from. So it yeah. sounds like hazies are hard to make at home for home brewers? They can be because they're mm. expensive. You're, to get the flavor range, you have to use certain kinds of hops mm. that provide you with those. And it's expensive because you're doing a lot of hop additions. Right. Yeah. So if you see a brewery that makes a hazy, it's probably one of their more special beers maybe? or Yeah. Because of complexity? Poss- I mean, possibly one that they're known for. Like, yeah. like you were saying, like the breweries kind of have like, here's our go-to, our, flag- our flagship beer. Yeah. Hmm. And and they may, you know, Hazy's, is, it's a one-off. They're not going to be around forever. 
oh. other styles and other things are going to become popular. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't see a lot of porters and stouts around anymore. You used to see them everywhere. And now Hazy's kind of took over those taps. And mm-hmm. so you have to then let that run its course. Hopefully it will run its course and we'll go back to having a bigger variety. I can't believe I forgot how many porters I saw. You're right. Back, back in Virginia, this brewery made an uh, apple pie porter mm. that, oh my God, it was amazing. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who liked it because it had one keg and it was there forever. <laughs> I always got it and they're like, cool, this is, it will eventually run out. I do like the savory sort of appeal of, of porters and the darker right? beers. Yeah, Perfect for like the winter months, yes. in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a few dark beers that I've made recently and I... Some of them aren't necessarily heavy beers. There there can be lighter, dark-colored beers. They mm-hmm. have German Schwarz beer, which is a dark lager. It shouldn't have a lot of toasted or roasted notes to it. It can mm-hmm. have a little bit, but it shouldn't really have that much. It should be balanced with, you know, a lighter lager feel, lighter lager body. You know, and if you've ever had Guinness not on nitro, mm-hmm. you would know that Guinness not on nitro is an incredibly thin, shallow beer. Hmm. The nitro gives it its body. I like a good Guinness. Yeah, you're right. Is it St. Patty's Day yet? <laughs> it's close. It's close, Every, yeah. every day is St. Patty's Day. <laughs> when you have a problem, glug, glug, glug. Yes. I think we all really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, Three to, big thumbs up on that. Uh, if this stays in, to answer Randall's question, <laughs> you know Tallahassee's drinking Coors or something like oh, yeah. American <laughs> Or some American adjunct <laughs> beer. Yes. I remember. Yeah, he's gonna. That. He loves Twinkies. He learns. He learns. <laughs> yes. He's going to drink he's gonna drink his cheap beer with his Twinkie. Right. I get I forgot, it. I forgot that was the whole thing in the first movie. <laughs> yes. This one is uh, about Elvis. Yeah. He, uh, I, like, I like this through line better. And, and he does mm-hmm. sing. I mean, he, Woody Harrelson oh, can sing. Over the credits, bit. it's yeah. uh, what? Burn, uh, Burn in Love? Yeah, Burn in Love by Elvis. After a few bars, you go, that's, that's Woody Harrelson. Good on you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I once met him at a, a hookah bar in Spain. That's his hanging out one day. That entire sentence makes perfect sense. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, was back in like 2005. And nice. Before he was, uh, I guess he's always been pretty big. But before he was Tallahassee. Before he was Tallahassee, yeah. Before he was into the zombies. All right. So thank you all for uh, listening to our podcast today. We, as always, recommend that if you do partake while you enjoy a film, that you enjoy it with plenty of water and hydrate while you go. Mm-hmm. And as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this podcast are those of the hosts. So They're all Dan's. He made me say all of I this. made. I, I have a script in front of him. I make him read it. Dan <laughs> gave me a script, but I ate it. But I get free beer out of it, so... Yeah. No one controls me. I'll, I'll, I'll do anything for free beer. <laughs> All right. Agreed. I will also do free things for beer. All right. Wait. I, I, I do it because I love it, so it's it's all good. So we love I, beer. I'm glad you can be convinced. We love beer. We love you, Dan. We love movies. Cool. Let's go see a movie and yeah. drink some beer. Right on. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. It's time to nut up or shut up. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Touche. It's on the movie. Yeah, I know. Thanks for listening. This has been Movie and a Beer. Stay tuned for future episodes and features to be added to our website and podcast. And please remember to drink responsibly and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate.